0: hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of blame it on the stars podcast we spill all the tea on what's going on in the universe so you can blame your problems on the stars it is jade here and it's Kara. And this week, we have something special that is happening. It is cancer season. What can you expect in this episode? We are going to give you a breakdown of all the things that are happening in cancer season. We've got the sun in cancer. Venus goes from Gemini into cancer. Mercury goes from cancer into Leo. We've got a new moon in cancer, a full moon in Capricorn. In case you're like, Jade, what does that mean? Don't worry. We got you. We're going to explain all of that starting off with the sun in cancer and Venus in Gemini because that's what happens this week. But you're definitely going to need to pay attention all the way until the end because cancer season is arguably one of the last good seasons of 2022 that's not to say that the following seasons are bad but what happens in cancer season is pretty enjoyable it's pretty light in comparison to the rest of it so if you really want to make the most out of your summer and really want to know why this is such a good time what you're getting into up front then you're going to want to stick around to the end to get all of that information
1: and just to give you a little heads up next week we are going to go more in depth into the new moon in cancer so So if you want to set intentions and make the most of cancer season, you're going to want to listen. And we also will be talking about Neptune retrograde in Pisces.
0: But before we get into the episode, this is just a little PSA between me and you, I know, you hate the ads. I know you hate the ads, I hate the ads too. I pay for YouTube Premium, that's $18, we're in a recession and I didn't need to do it, but I, I do it to get rid of the ads. But you wanna know what, the ads matter and I stopped paying for YouTube Premium because if you love Kara and I and want to support creators like us, want to support this podcast, you will listen through to the ads and guess what? I'm gonna make a deal with you. At the end of the ads, you won't have to hear them again. So just power through it, then when it's over, We'll get all the details about cancer season. You'll get all the information you need to live your best life. And then when it's over, it's over. So with that being said, here are the ads. I promise it'll be so quick and easy. You won't even notice. Welcome back. See, I told you. That wasn't that bad. And if you didn't listen to the ads, I'm judging you. My cancer intuition knows. I know you didn't listen, and I'm judging you for it. But, anyways, let's discuss cancer season. Cancer season begins always on the longest day of the year when the sun enters cancer. This is the summer solstice. This happens this year on June 21st at 514 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. The date and time are from the website astroseek.com. Here is what you need to know about when the sun enters cancer during cancer season you can expect to focus a lot more on your intuition listening to your gut instinct rather than what facts are saying or what other people are saying you're really tuned into what you feel you can expect heightened creativity your emotions might be a little bit stronger than usual not in a bad way but just it's an opportunity to feel what you're feeling There might be a desired focus more on the home, spend some time with your family or your friends or loved ones or pets if you have a pet. And also too, with that being said, there comes this focus on nurturing. Of the self, taking good care of yourself, making sure that you are being the parent that you needed as a child. I always like to think of cancer as the real chance to do some inner child healing. I know that that's a hot take, but it's really a good time for that, if you ask me.
1: Yeah, speaking of creativity, you might already know this, but Jade and I started doing the artist's way and reading the book and doing the weekly tasks. And if you follow us on Instagram at BLME the stars, shameless plug, then you already know because I posted some pictures of my drawing. I drew it chalk outside. But point is inner child healing. This is a great time to just kind of enjoy yourself and do the things that you want to do and spend time with people who are uplifting and supportive and just like overall it's good vibes it gives me like sunset on the beach energy where everyone's just like together and happy and it's warm and cozy and we love it
0: yeah personally i mean i am a cancer so i always get very upset when i see that people are hating on cancer season because i think it gets a really bad reputation of being the lana del rey summertime sadness crying by the beach and just <laughs> being at home but honestly I think cancer season is a really beautiful time because what be- better time to really listen to what your heart is saying to really practice listening to your intuition cancer is an extremely spiritual sign as a lot of the other water signs are we're really tapped into our intuition so I think it's a really good opportunity to like relax and do what your gut is telling you and how often do you ever really listen to what your gut is telling you we live in a society that's so do the practical thing so I always look forward to it for that reason but also too it's always good to just like return to home and home being within yourself cheesy but it's true now certain signs will notice cancer season or feel it a little bit stronger than others so some of the more I guess affected or activated Signs during cancer season are obviously cancers, like myself. This is our our happy moment. This is where we thrive. Cancers always come out to play during cancer season because the sun is conjunct our sun. It's our solar return. We're thriving. We're happy. We're really in our element when other people really aren't vibing. We're thriving. But also Capricorn's our sister sign. It, it's interesting. Oppositions create a push-pull dynamic. So with cancer being... The opposite sign of Capricorn on one end, they might really lean into like the side of themselves that they don't really see too often or they might resist it. So for Aries and Libra, the sun will be square,
1: those placements. Squares bring about tension. So you might find that you feel a little bit conflicted maybe about showing your creativity and sharing that with others, maybe with showing emotions and like things like that. But squares are very activating. So you can expect things to be going on, it will be exciting, but it might not be the most go with the flow type energy. However, speaking of go with the flow, The Sun and Cancer will be Trine, Scorpio, and Pisces placements. And then shout out to Taurus and Virgo because you will have a sextile. Sextile and Trines are just really easy, go with the flow type energy. So you really should be enjoying Cancer season.
0: Now, there are certain dates, key dates, if you will, during Cancer season so let's just run through some of the more like subtle but important days to know. So on June 28th, the sun is square Jupiter. This is like a day where you might overdo things and not necessarily be aware. Squares to Jupiter are always interesting because Jupiter is such a great planet and squares our tension that it's like kind of like when you think that things are going to go well so you just overly depend on the fact that it's going to go well and overdo something even though it doesn't that type of energy is something you can expect on june 28th
1: on july 10th the sun will be sextile uranus this is your day to break free from Do your own thing. And honestly, this is going to sound cheesy, too, but it's kind of like finding yourself, trusting yourself, and just doing whatever your heart desires, whatever makes sense for you. Uranus is usually known as like a more rebellious type of energy, but we have a positive aspect here. The sun is our identity and who we are and how we express ourselves. So
0: it'll be a good day just to kind of like own it and be proud and do what you want to do. Yeah. And on July 16th, the sun will actually be conjunct Mercury. So this is a great opportunity to really say what's on your mind. Say how you feel. This is cancer season. We're all about getting into our feels and express how we feel and just really letting that emotional side of you shine it's also I think a good day for going with that intuition thing we were talking about where you're able to really just trust in your gut instinct and know that it's going to do the right thing
1: yeah and that energy actually carries right over until July 17th the following day when the sun is trying Neptune continuing that intuitive, artistic type of vibes. If you are a spiritual person, into tarot, anything like that, this will be a great day to enjoy that aspect of your life. But also, it's just a good time to connect with others and just kind of be in that giving, mushy type of mood. Which...
0: Sucks that the next day, July 19th, we have the sun opposite Pluto. This is a little uncomfortable. This is like the day that personally I would do like the cathartic cry, but it's kind of an opportunity for you to look at your growth and look at your progress and see how much you have changed, how much you have healed, what haven't you healed, what haven't you grown from and really check in it can be a little uncomfortable and there can be some strong feelings and you might really want to like grasp onto control of certain things but know that it will pass let's talk about the next thing that happens during cancer season i'm super excited because Karen and i have this natally and it's a time on June 22nd at 8.35 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Venus enters Gemini. What you should know about this is that Venus deals with the relationships, right? That's what Venus means. And Gemini is a very intellectual sign. So when we have Venus in Gemini, you can expect your relationships to take on that intellectual approach. Think of it as really valuing learning from your partner or learning from your friends or being a little bit more independent because you want to learn other things. Gemini is also easily bored. So if you are finding yourself in a situation where you're constantly craving mental stimulation, you're bored. Maybe this is a time where you start hanging out with a whole bunch of different friends than you normally do. Hanging out with different groups of people can be great if you're in a relationship and looking to change things up. You might find that you're really bored in your current routine. This is a great opportunity for you to really change that up. And if you're single too, this is always a fun time (laughs) because overall relationships take on a much more lighthearted approach whether that be friendship, relationships, or romantic. Overall, we can expect to find some... Humor and lightheartedness, and it all.
1: Yeah, people used to hate on Venus and Gemini, and I'm so glad that pop astrology is kind of over that aspect of it because it really is such a fun time. Conversations are so good when Venus is in Gemini because Venus is all about connecting with others, and Gemini is all about learning and embracing that curious aspect of yourself. So you're just going to find that you want to learn more you might be in the mood to like watch a youtube video and take notes but also sometimes you can just learn more about the people around you or more about the things that are going on in your communities in the space wherever you are kind of just going so it will be fun i'm sure social media too will be a very active place when venus is in gemini too because that communication aspect of gemini people will be having a great time posting
0: memes having little chats. You never know. Yeah. Now, before we discuss who feels Venus and Gemini more, which signs feel it more, I do want to say pop astrology might have realized that Venus and Gemini is not a bad, like, placement. I don't really know if TikTok astrology is there yet. I still see Venus and Gemini slander, and I just want to say that the slander is slander. Venus Mm -hmm. and Gemini, let me just say something as a Venus and Gemini person, it's not bad. It's it's curious. It likes to learn. As someone who has Venus and Gemini friends and has dated people with Venus and Gemini, I can say all of the relationships that I've had with Venus and Gemini people are extremely mentally stimulating. These are the type of people that you can share ideas with. I send Kara so many news articles on a daily basis because I'm learning new things and I'm sharing that information because as a Venus and Gemini person, that's what I love to do. And my Venus and Gemini friends and the people that I've dated who have Venus and Gemini have been the same way where it's like I just watched this TED Talk and it was so amazing and I think you would really like this perspective and it's the sharing of ideas and the sharing of information that is – truly what makes the venus and gemini person happy. So, when we're in these relationships and we're dealing with venus and gemini in the in the transits, it's easy to hear it and think like, okay, this is like my wild card pass, but at the end of the day, what it's really about is needing some mental stimulation, getting it through conversation, getting it through learning, getting it through the sharing of ideas. And that's kind of it. Gemini's Mercurial. So enough with the Venus and Gemini slander. This is a great time to switch things up if you've been really bored to switch it up. And that's necessary every every now and then. It's all about fresh perspectives. So just wanna make that clear. One more
1: thing. While we're here. Before we move on. Just want to quickly mention too, because we mentioned this definitely during our Gemini season episode and we talk about Gemini energy a lot, as you can probably tell. But when we're talking about memes and people just being funny and making jokes, there is an intellectual component about being funny and not to make being funny boring by talking about it too much. But it really is a skill that I think is kind of underrated a little bit for something to be funny. There's like a hidden meaning or like even like a pun play on words, you know, like there is intellectual components to that just wanted to point that out. You're using like the modality of all the Gemini energy to connect with others. So that's where like the memes and the jokes and the sharing information comes from.
0: Now, obviously, our Gemini friends out there are going to understand this. This is also a good time for them. When it comes to who is the most affected by Venus and Gemini, Geminis obviously are one of them because Venus is conjunct whatever placement they have. If you're a Gemini sun, this is a great time because Venus conjunct your sun is literally like an instant glow up, in my opinion. It's really an opportunity to look and feel your best and to really be creative in how you express yourself so love that for the Geminis Sagittarius on the other hand though has an opposition Sagittarius also is really independent and likes to take on new perspectives but Venus opposite their Sun might be a little bit uncomfortable similar vibes for virgos and pisces
1: again we have that square that tension the thing with squares too is that the signs want similar things they just kind of go about it in a different way and like yeah they can see each other and they understand each other to like an extent but also they just like have a different kind
0: of preference of how they go about things so just something to be aware of (laughs) so a little fun fact if you're an aquarius rising or a sagittarius rising this is a good opportunity for you to find love if that's something you are looking for and if you're already in love this can be a time where that love is really strong so enjoy it if you have aquarius or sagittarius rising
1: one last thing if you are a cancer rising just want to point out that this venus transit will be in your 12th house and venus in the 12th house is kind of known for giving off that like lonely type of vibes. so if you're listening to this and you're like okay venus and gemini sounds fun but that's just like not at all how i'm experiencing this it's because it's in your 12th house so you definitely will be still experiencing a lot of the curiosity wanting to learn type of energy you just might be doing that kind of more on your own if that makes any sense i wanted to point that out in case you're in hermit mode and want to kind of focus on yourself while venus is in gemini
0: So some of the key dates of Venus in Gemini is on June 28th. Venus is sextile Jupiter. This is a good time to have a good night out. It's cancer season. The astrology is good. Venus sextile Jupiter is great for socializing. It's great for finding love. It's great for spending money and having fun. So if you're looking for a good day to enjoy your summer vibes, it's June 28th.
1: Yeah, and then on July 13th, You're going to be very, very disciplined in having fun because Venus and Gemini is going to be trying Saturn. And Saturn is typically known as that more boring, practical, stick-to-the-rules type of energy. But again, Venus is in the lighthearted sign of Gemini. It's making a positive aspect. So this is like planning your fun activities and making sure that you have really good boundaries so you're able to do things that you enjoy
0: and the next day though it's been a while since we've done a little relationship advice and words of wisdom from from your girl over here but it's time let's sit down venus square neptune july 14th this is a day where you might not see people for who they really are in a good way or in a bad way this is the day when you're kind of just like wow i've met the love of my life and they're actually so not perfect for you at all there's a million reasons why they are not the love of your life Or you could even meet someone romantically or not romantically too and be like, wow, I hate this person. They're the worst person I've ever met. And meanwhile, you haven't even gotten to know them. They're going to be your best friend later down the line or they are your soulmate and you just don't know it. July 14th, Venus Square Neptune can be a day where it's hard to know how to feel about others. And similarly, too, you might find that it's best to just let those opinions be there and know that you might not see things for how they really are and be careful also, too, with how you spend your money, Venus deals with money, Neptune's deception squares are uncomfortable. That is my advice. Yes, do not click on any links that come from mysterious sources. The good news is on June 28th at 3.55 a.m. Eastern Standard Time next week, this is Neptune will be retrograde in Pisces. Yes, I did say good thing and retrograde at the same time. I always find Neptune retrogrades are a great time for getting some clarity on things you might not have seen clearly since the retrograde motion will be pulling back an already extremely confusing planet. So if you're looking for a sign that you will be able to see things a little bit clearer, the rose color glasses being removed it's coming from neptune retrograde
1: if you happen to have been here since like literally 2020 then you know what i'm about to say about this situation but neptune again foggy confusing energy right you have to imagine that neptune i don't know direct is like walking through a dark room tbt (laughs) I'm sorry I just have to bring it back and the only way in this like metaphorical situation to navigate it is by like looking within and using your senses so like when you wake up in the middle of the night and you need a cup of water and you don't want to turn the lights on and you're kind of like putting your hands out finding the walls like feeling your way through it like that experience is how we're going to go through Neptune retrograde and it's really a good time To connect with yourself. And I really can't emphasize that enough, especially again, like technology, social media, we're constantly taking in information, even just with Venus and Gemini and talking to others. There's lots of things, a lot of comparison that might be going on, like, oh, you should do this, I should do that, like, oh, this worked for this person, maybe I should try it and whatever, but no, Neptune retrograde kind of shuts that all down, and you get to be like, okay, like, what do I want? What works for me? Like, how do I feel about this and connect with yourself again?
0: Yeah, as you brought it back to 2020, I had, like, flashbacks to when Neptune retrograde in 2020 meant information about the vaccine being revealed or like COVID oh no, details being revealed. Kara and I have been in this for a hot minute. And if you've been with us since when we were talking about that, like, thank you for being here for so long. But I remember that. And also I remember too, Kara and I have been watching the Kardashians, but I remember like the Neptune retrograde was the time when all of like Chloe's Photoshop things were revealed and it was like the the veil was removed and Chloe was photoshopping. So Neptune also deals with celebrities so some celebrity secrets might be revealed during Neptune retrograde but... Yeah, we'll talk more about Neptune retrograde next week, but just wanted to bring it back to some OG memories on this podcast. (laughs) The same day, though, on June 28th at 10.52 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we have the new moon in Cancer. What you need to know about this is it's a good opportunity for you to find a safe space within yourself and to really set those intentions around all of those cancer themes we were just talking about, whether that's listening to your intuition more, finding ways to make your feelings be available to you if you're someone who suppresses the feelings capricorn moons capricorn placements i'm talking to you specifically but this is a good opportunity to really find ways to take care of ourselves and and take care of our feelings
1: and again we're going to talk about this in more detail next week and how this affects you kind of like how we just did going through all of the different placements that are affected most and also to help you kind of set intentions for the new moon
0: so i guess the only more challenging aspect of cancer season is mars entering taurus this happens on july 5th at 204 a.m eastern standard time it is considered a challenging time because mars is in detriment in taurus it's also in detriment in libra this is because Taurus and Libra is the opposite to Mars's domiciles, Aries and Scorpio. However, I'm really not concerned about it. There's worse Mars things happening in the fall, <laughs> to just give you that heads up. But what you can expect is kind of slowing things down in terms of your motivation this is a time to really do the rational thing and do what is familiar i kind of don't mind this for the summer because if that's the perfect time to want to slow down until like Take your time and (laughs) do things at a pace that's comfortable for you and to do the familiar thing. It's summer. I don't want to sweat. I just want to relax by the beach. And that's what Mars and Taurus kind of is giving me. But overall, you can expect to do the rational thing, do the thing that makes the most sense for you. I'm very curious to see how this will play out personally for other reasons that we'll talk about later and another time. But I don't know. It'll be interesting.
1: You probably know that Mars will be retrograde in Gemini, and that's definitely not ideal. And we will talk about that when we get there. But if you have a lot of fixed placements in your chart, so like if you have Taurus, Scorpio, Leo, and Aquarius in your chart, Mars and Taurus and those like squares in oppositions might be a little bit more challenging and again a lot of this does depend on your whole chart but did just want to mention it because if you do have those placements Mars and Taurus might be a little bit more challenging for you but as a Taurus you know I do enjoy the take it slow take your time no rushing type of energy what's that saying stop and smell the flowers like kind of just like go at a nice even pace and that's another thing that I think sometimes is like over looked because Taurus is like a very resilient energy and like yeah Mars doesn't like being in Taurus but it is kind of good for continuing to kind of like be disciplined and work towards the things that you want to work on even though again Mars wants things a little bit more immediately so yeah the pros and cons to everything
0: that same day July 5th at 2 25 a.m eastern standard time Mercury enters Cancer this is the time when you can really expect to get that sixth sense i guess they call it the knowing things where you just suddenly start to know things without anything being said mercury and cancer is a great time to really exercise your listening skills and to be a good listener and to empathize with others and process how others feel and understand where they're coming from but also process how you feel You can expect to think more about how does this make me feel? Oh, I'm feeling this way and therefore my mood is this way. The gut instinct also becomes a lot stronger. So you can also expect again to just really get these like little inklings where it's like, oh, I should do this. Oh, I should do that. This is what's the right step for me. And like definitely tap into that for sure but other things too are heightened sense of sensitivity. I hate to say it, coming from a mercury and cancer person myself, I take things very personally (laughs) and I'm working on it, but you might also find yourself taking things really personally or taking things the wrong way or just getting upset about certain things. So if you needed a heads up for that, that's that, but the good thing is, is there's also some really good creativity that comes from mercury and cancer.
1: Yeah, and then don't forget that Mercury will be conjunct the sun during this transit too, which is a really good time, again, to express yourself and kind of like really just enjoy speaking up and doing it in a way that really kind of just like represents who you are, if that makes any sense. I always find that when people have Mercury and the sun – in the same sign in their own chart that they're really good at communicating authentically so that's another thing in addition to like the intuition creativity being able to communicate your feelings and then also being able to do that the day that that conjunction happens like in a very authentic way is
0: very exciting yeah you're basically going to become me because i have the sun (laughs) and that's true I i have the sun and mercury conjunct in cancer so welcome to my world On July 13th at 2.37 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we have the full moon in Capricorn. I love the full moon in Capricorn. It is arguably my favorite full moon. That is a hot take because the moon is... In detriment in Capricorn. I love the full moon in Capricorn because it is a time to really release any like toxic productivity that you might have. It is a time to stop attaching our worth to our work, to stop beating ourselves up for having emotions and feeling like it's not the practical thing to do or it's not the adult thing to do or the mature thing to do it is a time to really like look at yourself and be like why am I stonewalling my emotions so much if I have all of these feelings And to let go of that grudge that you're holding against your emotions and to knock it down and create a space for you to let your feelings exist. I really, like I said, I love the full moon in Capricorn. It is arguably my favorite full moon.
1: Yeah, I think this was around the same time that Free Britney was happening too. And I think it's really interesting because I know that she's a Libra rising and with all of the cancer energy – there's the side of you that wants to keep everything almost like controlled or like private or like contained like keeping it right having it be like on this side and then having the other side being like that cancer emotional more expressive type of part. Capricorn energy is a lot more private, I guess, in comparison. So, when we have the full moon and the full moon again is illuminating things, bringing things to the surface so that they can be released, there might be things that you've been kind of like keeping down or wanting to keep private, or just things that you just have not thought about in a minute that kind of come up. And that's just something to know. I know we're not there yet, but it will be coming up kind of soon. And when that happens, we will talk about it again.
0: On July 17th at 9.33 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Venus enters Cancer for my lovey-dovey cancers out there and anyone else who is lovey-dovey. I have been told I am lovey-dovey, believe it or not. sometimes That's shocking. I, okay. I know. I thought my Capricorn Rising did better and my Venus and Mars and Gemini did better hiding that, but apparently... I think it's because of my cat, to be honest.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, i that's the only time when I think I really see it.
0: Yeah, the lovey-dovey is there for my cat, for sure. I love him with my whole world. Like, he's my, my baby. Anyways, lovey-dovey, <laughs> Venus and Cancer. This is really a time, though, where you can be super caring in relationships. I hate to say almost to a fault, but it's true. Loving so hard, which is a beautiful thing, is definitely the vibe of Venus and Cancer. You might find that you love love. I always used to say this all throughout college, but I was always like, oh, I just want to get married. I can't wait to get married one day. Like it's loving love. That's what Venus and Cancer is really about. It is that stay at home couple vibes. I always used to joke that people who were in relationships just only sit on the couch and watch Netflix together. That is what you're romanticizing. Playing house with your significant other cooking each other home-cooked meals or if it's not a significant other like you can start to take on that mom friend vibe where you are really taking care of the people that you love showing them that you care and also outside of the romance aspect and being super protective of others there is a stronger sense of creativity and really channeling all of your feelings and the love that you might have into art if you're an artist
1: yeah so as you can probably tell this is very very different vibes than when Venus was in Gemini I have a very specific image of like mama bears and they're so caring so protective but also like you don't mess with them they they mean business it definitely is a good time to be around others
0: and enjoy things that are artistic. also too you might find a lot of artists will release music during this time so be on the lookout for some no- new releases the last thing that happens is on july 19th mercury in leo this happens at 8 35 a.m eastern standard time also a different vibe than when mercury is in cancer mercury in leo will carry us into Leo season and it's a great way to end strong with letting our voices be heard really expressing ourselves expressing confidence to the world it is a time where we're really prioritizing ourselves and making sure that what we have to say is heard and that we can be seen and heard as well also we tend to take on a much more optimistic perspective during Mercury in Leo. So I couldn't think of a better way to end Cancer season.
1: Also, Leo is a fixed sign. So you might kind of be very, I don't want to say like stuck in your ways because that's not really what Mercury is about. But like once your mind is set on something, you're going to be very set on it. So that's just something to know if you're feeling a little bit stubborn or if that like fiery, passionate Leo energy is getting you into some heated conversations I guess like it doesn't have to be that serious but you never know it might it might come up
0: but yeah so that's pretty much it for cancer season like we said this is one of the more easier times leo season's also pretty light but then we hit mercury retrograde in virgo season Some other things like eclipses and Mars retrograde that happen in the fall. So take advantage of Cancer season and Leo season. As you heard, lots of good things. If there was anything that really caught your attention, something you want to learn more about, or if you're curious to know how it affects you on a more personal level, Then you can always book a reading with either me or Kara. We use them through the app Intro. We'll have the links in our description, but Intro is an app that allows you to do video style FaceTime-like calls in the app. You can select how long you want the reading for, whether it is 15 minutes up to an hour, And you can also let us know what you want us to do. We can dive really in depth into any of these transits, offer you a cancer season horoscope, personalized, of course, among many other things. And if you're interested, we have links for that.
1: If you have never booked a reading with us before, then you can use the promo code STARS, all caps, S-T-A-R-S, for 20%
0: off your first reading. And like we said, next week, we'll talk more about the new moon in cancer, give you some tips and tricks for really getting the most out of it. I would say it's pretty spiritual if you ask me, and we'll talk more about Neptune retrograde But if you want to stay in the loop with us and everything that is to come, make sure you're following us on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter at BLME the stars. We're really popping off on TikTok to the best of our ability. So definitely check it out and support us there. And if you're interested in subscribing to us on YouTube, we're also there. If you search Blame It on the Stars podcast on YouTube, we show up as well. But anyways, that is all for now. And we'll see you all next Monday. Bye.